chapter 15. You find your place, I'll invite you to stand while we read. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not come unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. And Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Thank you. You may be seated. This morning, for just a little while, with the Lord's help, I want to preach to you on this thought. Lord, I'm hungry. Is that you today? Are you hungry for something from the Lord, something that only He can give? Here in this text... Jesus has gone to Tyre and Sidon. He's not in Jewish territory anymore. He's in Gentile land. This is old Phoenicia. And as he's gone there, he is met by a woman. Uh, Mark's account in Mark chapter 7 says she was a Syrophoenician. But Matthew calls her here in verse 22 a woman of Canaan. She's a Canaanite. A Canaanite are those that are enemies to God's people. They were to be killed out of the land. They did not get along with God's people. And so this woman, who is an avowed enemy of God, is coming to him looking for help. And come to find out she's hungry. She has a need. She needs something from him. Did you come in that way today? Did you come in needing something that only he can give? Something that nobody else has been able to provide for? That's where she's at. So I want to ask you, how did you come in today? This woman comes in in verse 22, and she says to him, she cried. Mark says that, she, that Jesus had entered into the house, and as she was without the house, she cried without the house, and she said to him, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. Now, thou son of David is a Jewish term. This is a promise to Jesus's own people, the Jews, and she is using that. So here's the way she first comes. She comes pretending to be something she's not. And I'll have you know if you come and you want to do business with the Lord and you've got a need, if you come pretending to be something you aren't, look at what, how he responds in verse 23. But he answered her, not a word. You won't get a thing from him. If you come in based on your religion, that's what she was doing. But the Canaanites, they worshipped 
false gods. They worshipped other gods. There were no gods other than the Lord God of heaven and of Israel. Well, she's already tried everything else, and I don't know how you think about it, but I kind of think that this woman, in worshipping her pagan gods, possibly it invited the devil that possessed her daughter. And whatever you're involved in, it will affect your kids. And she is now wanting something different than what they've got in their household. So she says, all this other ain't working. I'll go after the God that's done something that's real for other people. So she pretends to be religious. Doesn't get an answer. Are you getting the answers that you need? Well, let me ask you, are you pretending to be somebody you're not? Are you pretending to come on a religious basis and repeating the things you've heard others say? You'll not get in that way. You'll not get an ear from the Lord that way. He has a certain way he listens, and it's not by pretending. So the next thing we'll find is, since he wouldn't answer her anything, in verse 23, his disciples came and besought him, saying, send her away. She's crying after us. Lord, you, you pushed her off. Now she's after us. Hey, it do you good if you can't find the answers from the Lord you're needing. Maybe you need to talk to those that know him and try to get an answer. But I'll tell you that it won't get an answer either. However, it will get those that do know him to go to him and say, Lord, please help this person. Are you contented to sit there with your hands up and go, I... I just don't know what else to do. I guess I'll sit here until I die and, and just wait out my time. That ain't going to work. It'd do you good to be fervent, to be diligent, to try to find an answer, to get to somebody who can help you. So since Jesus wouldn't answer her, she went to those that did know him. And they went to him and said, Lord, help this woman. Now Jesus is giving them an answer, but not giving her an answer. And here's what he said in verse 24. He said, I'm not come, but to the all sheep of the house of Israel. I came for a certain kind. I came for my own people. It's not right to bypass those to whom I came to give to somebody else. In other words, the gospel is exclusive. I came for some, but not for others. Now you've got some today that's going to jump on the Calvinistic bandwagon and say, see, even Jesus said it. Read the rest of the story, Paul Harvey. She came to him first off pretending, and but we find she came persisting. She persistently came. I need an answer. Uh, you say, I would have given up by now. Yeah, but she had an extreme problem, and extreme problems call for extreme measures. I can't quit. I've got to have an answer. This has gone too long. I'm sore grieved in myself. I've got to have help, and I believe you can do it, and I can't just go home and say, well, I tried. No, I'm going home to my problem. I've got to have a different solution and answer. I can't go home the way I came. I set out to get an answer. I can't go back home without an answer. Is that the way you came today? She persisted. She wasn't going to be able to go home the way she came. Jesus gave an answer to the men, but not directly to her. So when she heard his answer to the disciples in verse 25, then came she, then came she. Now, as we read Mark's account in Mark 7, she, Jesus was in the house at this point, and now she's come in the house. 
And as she's come in the house, she comes in a certain way. She doesn't come in pridefully. She comes in penitently. She comes in taking her proper place. She's not saying, no, I heard you did it for others and I demand you do it for me right now. That's not the way she approached the Lord. She came in, it says in verse 25, then came she and worshipped him. And Mark's account says she fell at his feet. She got down to where business could take place. And I want you to know, any person ever got at his feet, never left empty. You say, what about the rich young ruler? He was full of himself. But this woman was empty herself at his feet and if you'll empty yourself at his feet you'll get what you need you will not leave the way you came you'll get exactly what you're looking for this woman comes and she worships him I'll tell you friend humble worship will always get an answer from him if you will humble yourself under the mighty hand of God he will lift you up in due season if you'll humble yourself if you'll own your place you'll get what you need guarantee you but if you're going to come presuming upon grace or you're going to come in and pretend to be somebody you're not you'll go away empty this woman said, I've tried all that before. It ain't working. I'm going to get at his feet. And if I perish, I'm going to perish at his feet. If I don't get what I'm asking for, I'll just crawl around and beg him until I get what I need. So here's the first time Jesus is going to talk directly to her. In verse 26, but he answered and said, it's not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. I told you this woman's in the house, right? Now he's calling her a dog. My question is, who let the dogs in? He did. Jesus cracked the door by talking to her, and faith pushed it open. If you need something from the Lord, listen to what he says to you. You say, he's telling me hard stuff. That's enough. Take it by faith. He's telling you who you are so you'll humble yourself and take your place and get in. He cracked the door and faith pushed it open. Look what she says in verse 27. She said, truth, Lord. That's right. I am a dog. I am a dog. That's right. But I want you to notice her language has changed. Look in verse 22. She came to him and said, Oh Lord, thou son of David. Oh, she's claiming promises that don't belong to her. Look at what she says in verse 25. Lord, help me. What happened to son of David? She's saying, That ain't my promise to claim. I can't claim that. I'm a dog. I'm without. I just want a crumb. That's right, Lord. I'm taking my place. And if you take uh, Mark's account where he said he fell at, her, at his feet, she fell at his feet, here's what she did. She went down to her all fours and said, Woof, I'm a dog. You give me the crumbs. I'm not asking you to take nothing from your kids. Just give me the crumbs. And as I thought about that, I thought about our little Cooper at home. Uh, because this word for dog is not the other Bible word for dog. It's a special word which means a little house dog. Your pet, your puppy. The Lord, he ain't saying you're a scavenger and a mongrel and I ain't giving you nothing. That's not the term he used. That's the way we read it in English, but that's not so. What he is saying is, it's not right to take the sheep food and, and cast it to my pet. I'm not pushing you totally out now. I'm just saying there's food for each, but it ain't right to take from the children to give to the puppy. 
it would be wrong for Michelle to cook a full-course meal, set it on the floor, and us watch Cooper eat it while we go hungry at the table. That's wrong. But Cooper is a beggar, and he knows how to get something. First time a dog wags his tail, he does not get fed. But as I'm sitting at the table, he'll take his knee, or he'll take his chin, and he'll bump my knee. And I'll look down, and there's those eyes just looking up. And he's just begging, and he's saying, Don't forget about me now I'm here. Don't forget about me. I, I know Coop. Here, I'll give you something. I'll just give it to him. I'm not giving him the whole table, I'm just giving him the crumbs. She's saying, I'll take that. I'll be your lap dog. I'll be anything you want me to be. And in Mark's account, she's on her hands and knees, and she's saying, just give me what. She's looking up with those sad eyes, and she's saying, just give me whatever you want me to have. I'll take a crumb. I'll take anything. Just give me something. I, ain't, I can't leave the way I came, Lord. Help me. I need help. I, I, the only help I know is, is at your hand. How did she know that? Because in Mark chapter 7, we have this account. But in Mark chapter 3, it says that those in Tyre and Sidon, they had heard what he did, and they came out to him. And word had trickled back to, from Tyre and Sidon, those that went into Jewish territory and they got what they needed. They went back home and they said, there is a man who can take care of what you've got. I, there is a man. He can take care of your problem. And one day in Mark, in Matthew chapter 12, there was, a, there was the Jewish people and they had no faith. I'm telling you, they had none. They, the scribes and the Pharisees, they had no faith. They didn't take him for who he was. They said, oh, this is baloney. This ain't real. And in Mark, uh, Matthew chapter 12, Jesus he gives his final plea to his own people, to the sheep of the house of Israel. Lost sheep, needing found. They turn their back on him. Matthew chapter 13, he gives the kingdom parables. And then Matthew chapter 14, he turns and he starts facing toward the Gentiles, about toward the dogs. And as he starts facing that way, he, his steps carry him out into Tyre and Sidon where this woman was and she hears that name and she says oh there's people from my hometown got what they needed I heard of him I think I'll go find him and it says in Mark's account it says he went into a house and he would have hid himself but he could not be hid and I'm going to tell you something, friend. The name of Jesus, when he's in the midst of the house, he can't be hid. It's like perfume being poured out of a bottle. You can't hide perfume. It goes throughout the whole house, and everybody gets blessed by it and goes, boy, that smells so good. And that's the way he is. Song of Solomon chapter 1 and verse 3 says, His name is like a perfume poured forth. And when Jesus is in the house, it's like pouring oil out, perfume, and you smell it and you go, boy, that is so good. And he would have hid himself in the house, but the fragrance of who he was trickled out of that house. And that woman said, I got a problem and I need help. And she comes outside and says, Lord, help us. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't. She's coming the wrong way. But as we see how she's a coming, she humbles herself. And I want you to know that the Bible does say, Thus saith the high and lofty one, I dwell with the contrite and the broken in heart. You want to know where the Lord's at? 
He's with the brokenhearted because he came to bind them up. I tell you, friend, if you're brokenhearted, if you need help, if you don't have answers, you got special attention from him. This woman, as she's on her all fours, she's looking up, and she said, I need help, Lord. Please help me. Here's what she's saying. Lord, I'm hungry, and if it's just a crumb, that'll do. I'll take whatever you give me. You see, faith always overcomes every obstacle. The Lord is out for faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. It doesn't take much, just a little. It will take some persistence. I've tried it time and time and time again. This may be your answer. You're coming the right way. You're coming in the right posture. Are you going to get at his feet and take your place? She says, truth, Lord. This is the third time she's called him Lord in this passage. Third time's a charm, ain't it? It's going to take you getting to the place. Taking whatever he'll give you. Even if it's a crumb, just tell me something. Just tell me anything. I'll just take whatever you give me. She admitted the truth about herself. She said, you're right, Lord, that's who I am. But she admitted the truth about who he was, and she called him Lord. I want you to know that the Lord will give you whatever you need if you'll own him as your Lord, if you'll own him as your dictator. I'll tell you that no earthly man of any country has ever demanded more than Jesus Christ does. Not even Hitler or Mussolini or Fidel Castro or any of the rest of them throughout history has ever, not even Caesar demanded as much as Jesus did. For Jesus said, you must take up your cross daily and follow me. He said, if you don't love me more than your own family members or your houses and lands or your own life, you're not worthy of me. You can't be my disciple. I tell you, no earthly man has ever demanded so much. But Jesus did. And if you'll own him as such, you'll find he ain't a bad master at all. Matter of fact, he's better than any man's ever been to you. He'll give you more than a heart could ever wish. If you delight yourself in him, he'll take care of the desires of your heart. And you'll find out that what I really want is him. And if I get him, it don't matter what else I've got. That's enough. If you need the Lord more than anything, if you'll own him as your Lord, if you'll own him as your master, if you'll bow your head to him and your knee to him and take whatever he'll give you, you'll find that he won't give you a crumb. There ain't nobody, nobody ever, ever, ever had a crummy experience with the Lord. Not one. She wanted a crumb, and he took the whole fatted calf and shoved it off the table. He said, you can have the whole table, girl. If that's what you need, if you're, uh, if you're at the place where you'll take a crumb, he'll give you the whole feast. I'll tell you, friend, if you need something from the Lord, he'll give you more than you can take. There's nobody 
ever got before the Lord, owned him as their Lord, owned their place, and told him all the truth, and left the same way they came. There's nobody that ever left with a crumb. They always leave with more than they can hold. I'll tell you what, if you back up just one chapter, in chapter 14, he fed the 5,000. He took five loaves and two small fishes, and the word there for loaves is the same word we get our saltines from. We think of a big loaf of bread, saltine crackers, and fishes, two small fishes, that's sardines. He fed 5,000 men beside women and children with sardines and sardines. He was creating fish in his hand that had never been hatched out, never swam in the ocean, never went through the frying pan, and he was passing it out. He was feeding them with bread that had never been grown. The grain had never been grown in the field. It had never been harvested. It had never been crushed up. It had never been baked. He was feeding them. It was a miracle. He was feeding them with stuff. He was a creator creating it in his hand. And they picked up 12 baskets full afterwards. That's a miracle. And now there's a dog needing some crumbs. They just picked up 12 baskets full. Boy, that's good, ain't it? Well, let me tell you something. He opened up the way for dogs. And I'm going to tell you how he did it. Look down a little further in the chapter. I'm not preaching on this today. But boy, what a blessing. This woman says, Truth, Lord, but dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. I just want some crumbs, Lord. And now look down here in verse 29. Jesus departed thence and came nigh to the Sea of Galilee. Mark tells us that that's in Decapolis. Decapolis is Gentile territory. So he left Gentile, this part, this Gentile town, to go into another Gentile town, which was a place where the madman of Gadara was that had legion, uh, about 2,000 demons in him. Jesus goes to Decapolis. In verse 29, it says, He departed thence, came nigh to the Sea of Galilee, went up into a mountain, and sat down there. And the multitudes came to him, having with him those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others. And they cast them down at Jesus' feet. Where'd they get that idea? This woman got down at his feet in his house. Uh, and she said, I'm a dog and I need help. And now there's other dogs there. There's Gentiles there. And they cast down. They're broken down at Jesus' feet. And they said... That woman had a daughter at his feet, and he gave to them. I think I'll try it too. And, uh, and it says, and he healed them. And Mark says he healed them all. Everyone that had a need, he took care of. And then in verse 31, insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak and the maimed to be whole and the lame to walk and the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. These are Gentiles. And they said, he's the one true God. He is right. And I'll take my place as a dog and I'll see miracles happen. Hey, it'll work for you. Say, so did it continue to work? Look in verse 32. And Jesus called his disciples and he said, I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me now three days. And they have nothing to eat and I'll not send them away fasting lest they faint in the way. Hey, he's in the Gentile land. He's got Gentile people in front of him. He's healing Gentiles in Decapolis. And now he says, and this is the only time that I can find in all the Gospels, where Jesus said, I have compassion. Only time. 
Every other writer, every other time, they say, and he had compassion. But now Jesus is talking in first person. He says, I have compassion. I'm seeing a bunch of dogs, and I've got compassion on the dogs. Are you a Gentile? Was you born a Jew? Then, friend, you're a Gentile. If you wasn't born a Jew, and you don't practice the Jewish religion, Judaism, and you don't abide by the Torah, the law of Moses, then you fall into the class the dog category. That's where I, where I am. Hey, just take your place. You'll get grace and plenty to spare. He is here giving them what they need. And what does he do? In verse 34, he said, how many loaves have you? And they said, seven and a few little fish. Now he's fixing to feed 4,000 people, 4,000 dogs. And they're going to pick up seven baskets of crumbs sandwiched in between. 5,000 that he fed in Israel and the 4,000 he fed to the Gentiles was this one woman. Here's three stories I just gave you. The feeding of the 5,000 in chapter 14 and in chapter 15 you got the woman who wanted crumbs and then you got the feeding of the 4,000. See, look down here in verse 38. It says, And they that did eat were 4,000 men beside women and children. And he sent the multitude away and took ship. Hey, here's your three. three. Feeding the 5,000. The woman he called a dog that wanted a crumb. And the feeding the 4,000. They all had their belly filled. They all got what they needed from the Lord. Let me ask you something today. Where are you at with him? Are you hungry? Did you come in needing something? Why don't you take your chin and bump his leg? Why don't you get down on your all fours and take your place? Why don't you tell him all the truth about who you are and whatever he says? Hey, Jesus' response to her, first off, he was reserved. He didn't say a word. And then he rebuked her. And then he rewarded her because of her faith. Because she just couldn't say no. She said, Lord, but I'm a, I'm a dog, that's true. But I need something from you. And I just can't leave the way I came. I've got to have help today, Lord. Please help me. And the Lord said, woman, great is thy faith. And I'll give you another little, little nugget. If you read all the Gospels, there's only two people the Lord said had great faith. They were both dogs, both Gentiles. But go back to Matthew chapter 8 and the Roman centurion. He needed his servant healed. And Jesus said, uh, he said, Lord, if you'd say the word, it'd be done. You don't have to come to my house. I'm not worthy for you to come to my house. You just say it and it'll go. It'll be done. And Jesus said, I tell you, he said, I've not found so great a faith in all of Israel. And then the second time and the only other time is this woman, this Phoenician woman, a Canaanite. And he said, woman, great is thy faith. Only two times in all the Bible, great faith is displayed. The Pharisees had no faith. The disciples, you'll find in this text, had little faith because he reprimands them and he says, you watch? He said, I, I fed the 5,000, I fed the 4,000. How much was left over? And they told him, and he said, How is it that you don't understand? How is it you have little faith? You see, the Pharisees had no faith. The disciples had little faith. But this dog had great faith. Are you a dog? Are you hungry? You begging for crumbs? Will you take whatever he gives you? Why don't you find your place at his feet? He'll give you what you need, I guarantee you. If you would, let's stand together.
Father, I ask you to bless your word today, and I ask that you'd bless your people. Lord, will you please go forth in, in uh, power, Holy Ghost, and much assurance. Lord, that your word had found a resting place and had settled in on hearts. Lord, I pray that you'd help some soul today to find their place at your feet, that they wouldn't leave the way they came. Maybe they came in crying and needing help. Lord, help them to find what they need. If it's your own people, the saints, all oh, that you'd revive them and what they've been asking for behind closed doors, that you'd reward them openly and you'd let all see the great wonders and miracles from your own hand. Lord, for those that are lost and undone, that they would find their place at your feet and they would get what they have asked you for. Oh, Lord, please, Lord, work in a strong way in Jesus' name. Amen.